everyone to a uh, another interview episode of talk the sky this week we've got gary from the backyard superheroes uh that was a track by them arcade girl kick off the show uh we talk about a lot of stuff actually in this interview uh their brand new album never give up never surrender we talk about how much we both just nerd out about ska in general uh quite a bit cheap trick comes up kiss eating contests it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, so yeah, give it a listen. There is about 30 additional minutes I had to cut because of um, things that can't publicly be discussed quite yet. So maybe people like this and they want to hear that additional stuff uh, after the album's been out for a week or two, maybe I'll release a part two because uh, there's nearly much enough content for that. Uh, before we do get into that interview, though, we do have an exclusive premiere of a song off the album called Mary. So enjoy that by the Backyard Superheroes, and then stick around for that interview. Mary had a little one that she wanted me to stay. She was looking fine, I didn't know what else to say. I think I lost her mom, but she helped me find my way. We had a good time, but she was gone the next day. Well, Mary had a little more than she told me never leave Makes me laugh until I'm sore, 
Okay, cool. Uh, my name is Gary, and I am the saxophone player uh, for the Backyard Superheroes. Well, thanks. Thanks for being here. Uh, you got a new album coming out next Friday, the 29th, right? Uh, yeah, Saturday, the 29th. Yep. Uh, never Give Up, Never Surrender. So yeah, Never Give Up, Never Surrender. This is your guys' uh, first full length in quite a while, right? Yeah, our last... Full length was in 2014, self-titled, and then in 2015 we did like a, a long EP, a seven-song EP, um, "Let's Get Dangerous." But we're like, yeah, let's just, we got to do a full length again. Everyone loved "Let's Get Dangerous," and the feedback was, "I wish it was longer." So, all right, well, guess we'll do a full length. I was definitely one of those people who wished it was longer. Um, I'm be a hundred percent honest. I remember listening to it back in 2015. It was like, yeah, this is all right. Oh no. <laughs> no, I know. I felt real bad about it. And then when you started promoting this album, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back, revisit it, and, uh, you know, play a track to build up hype, hopefully. And uh, I felt so incredibly stupid and don't know what I was thinking at the time. <laughs> so I was like, this is amazing. So I'm not sure where my mindset was 2015 me, but... They were wrong. No, very it's wrong. all good, right? You know, something strikes just one way one day and the next the next day. And that's, that's cool. And that it's cool that, you know, I'm the same way. My musical tastes have changed over the years. I'm sure I'm going to be listening to different stuff tomorrow than I was today. Yeah. 
No, that is very true, and uh, just a good way of putting it. But yeah, I was very excited for this album. Um, thank you for giving me a little advanced listen here. Uh, loving it so far. <laughs> like, I always hate doing initial just feels on album. So, so far so good. I have listened to it about three times through. Um, some tracks a lot more than others, which uh, we kind of <laughs> will not disclose at this time for reasons. <laughs> but, yeah, got some cool stuff, uh, cool little surprises on the album. Yeah, uh, the the one surprise uh, I did exclaim, holy shit. <laughs> um, restarted the track just to make sure I wasn't imagining things and i i won't say who it is but whenever there is a guest on the album i typically know who it is and then go, completely doubt myself that i'm in any way right about this guest star and luckily most of the times they say their own name uh, <laughs> yeah that was the case here it was really nice we, it, that we got paul mccartney to be on the album we had to free up his schedule and it was really cool that he did it for us you know uh According to The Onion, he did once say, jazz is the fool's ska. So. Hey, he did, he did Obla Di Obla Da. That's like a, a ska song. Yeah, so. He, he has cited the Scatolites as a, a big influence before, so. It was bound to happen. At some yeah. Point. Yeah, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that we got Paul McCartney. If somebody might think we actually had Paul McCartney, and you know what? I'm not going to say that we didn't. <laughs> Find out. You got to buy the <laughs> album. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so on, on this album also, I, uh, the other thing that I thought I went crazy about, uh, was anytime old songs get re-recorded, mm-hmm. I doubt myself for some reason, uh, Netflix and Chill, I did not recognize at all. Oh, okay. Um, and I literally just listened to everything you recorded two days ago, so for some reason, <laughs> super confused by it. Yeah, that- you know, we wrote that song right after Let's Get Dangerous. I can actually remember when and where I wrote that song. I was out on a run in 2015, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of came up with a catchy melody. And we released it as a single, but we're like, you know, got to pad out that runtime in the album. Might as well put it on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that one, Tangerine Drive, Tangerine, Tangerine Drive, <laughs> I recognized immediately. It's kind of the same story. Just wanted to uh, re-release that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we, we wanted them to be on albums. Sometimes people release, like, you know, it's just a single, a single cut, and they might get forgotten about. And we like both those songs. They're staples in our live set, for sure. So we said, ah, let's give them another crack. And uh, I think they turned out pretty well on the, on the new record. Uh, so where were we? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, we recorded some yeah. songs. You're saying how much you love the new album. So I'm definitely a person, and probably pick this up listening to the show uh i (laughs) kind of say i love everything which is always true i really i'm really easy to please i think musically uh (laughs) and i (laughs) i won't name names there's definitely bands who sent me stuff where one i'm always honored people send me things but it's just not good and i feel really bad thinking it's not just good but uh yeah typically initially i'm all for any album the first time through and then the second time you know you're kind of listening a little more intently 
pick things up. But as I said, three times through, loved it every time thus far. So I still need to give it a really focused listen, but uh, I don't think that's going to change too much. So yeah, uh, to me, I will tell you standout tracks. Uh, besides, She Gotta Go, which I think was probably the best choice for a first single. Um, but Mary, I just want to rock. I loved, I think that's possibly my second favorite track. And then what if I think is the track. Yeah. But uh, the other thing I really did like about this album and I said it when uh, I played you guys before, there's a lot more, uh, Becky on vocals. Yep. Was that a, a very conscious thing or did it happen just naturally? So Becky actually was not on our last album. That was just another friend of mine, um, Michelle, friend of the band. And she sings on this album. She sings on See This Through, the kind of the, the sequel to Running In Place. But Becky just joined the band actually in the last year while we were writing this album. So we're like, hey, you can sing? Sing some on this record. And I am, I mean, I love female fronted ska bands. My favorite bands are like, say, Ferris, Dancehall Crashers, or a ska band. So that's, that, that's what I'm into. And uh, I was like, oh, we have... We have Becky and she can sing. We should have some female-led songs. Given her presence on a lot of your social media, mm -hmm. uh, and again, a little ashamed to say it, I really started paying attention to you guys again within like the last year or so uh, since I started doing this podcast. She's just been everywhere, uh, it seems. Talking guys up, hyping people for shows. So to me, she just seemed like she's always been there, which I figured wasn't the case because if you have someone who can sing like that uh, and adds that different dynamic, why not use it? Yeah, I, I recommend, um, if anybody hasn't yet, watch our weekly Facebook videos that Becky and I make. They're they're pretty great. I haven't watched those. I will check. Oh, you got we just We just did one last night with, um, well, it, was, it wasn't me. It was Becky and Muppet Gary. And that's all I'm going to say. But you need to check it out on Facebook. It's excellent. I, uh, I, I typically work nights, Sunday through Thursday. Wednesday, uh, and I, I saw the the advertising for that, I think on Instagram, that it was coming, and I kind of cursed myself that I <laughs> was working for it, because like, this has to be something amazing, but clearly I was right. I'm very excited about Puppet Gary. <laughs> yeah, check it out. on um, It's on Facebook. We, we do a weekly update from band practice, and they're, they're a riot. I have something to do after this, other than edit, I guess. Can't forget that. <laughs> Uh, what are you guys' plans for this album, though? Are you guys going to tour any? So, yeah, we went on tour 2014 and then 2015 when Let's Get Dangerous came out. We haven't toured since then. We've done weekend jaunts and uh, played a lot locally. We're based out of Jersey, in case anybody didn't know. So we played a lot in Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, that area. Um, we've been up to New England a couple times. We don't have anything like touring wise planned for this year, but it's definitely on the books for next year. Can't really announce what it's going to be yet, but um, have some really cool stuff planned this year. We're, we're doing a, um, a record release show. So if you're in the tri-state area on the East coast, even uh, we have a stacked um, record release show. It's 14 ska bands. It's we're doing um Scomicon East kind of partnered with the uh, pocket entertainment who does the Scomicon out West. So we're doing the East coast version of it. And um, that's September 29th. That's going to be our record release show. Um, then we have a lot of shows, uh, around, uh, um, New Jersey. And then, um, every year we do a big Thanksgiving show, 
um, right around Thanksgiving. So we're going to be playing Skanksgiving this year with um, Real Big Fish, uh, the Pie Tasters, We Are the Union, and Ballyhoo. Very cool. I was going to ask you about Skanksgiving. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's always that's always fun. We've we've done it every year for the I think as as long as this band's existed, it's always a great time. Very cool. Uh, before I forget, since it's on my mind, uh, and there's a lot of collectors out there, is there any plan at all to uh, release the album on vinyl? Is that discussed? So, so I mean, I want it because I'm a vinyl collector myself. I get most of my music on vinyl, um, and I it would be just awesome to own your own thing on vinyl, right? Uh, I've been collecting vinyl since I was. A kid, I inherited it from my parents. So um, I wanted to put it on vinyl. There's, we've talked about it. So based on the initial reaction and what the success for, for the record is, we might print it on vinyl or we might go back and print Let's Get Dangerous on vinyl. Um, vinyl printing is very expensive and we are completely DIY. We, did, we don't do Kickstarter or anything. Everything that we do with this band comes out of our pockets or any proceeds we make from shows and sales. So um, obviously with that being said, money is very tight. Um, so depending on, you know, what our financial situation is, probably end of the year, early next year, I think I'd like to press it on vinyl. But like I said, I can't guarantee anything. Understandable. Uh, I've, I've liked the vinyl cost myself before, and it is outrageous. And just the time difference from when you can submit it to when you get it is also insane these days. Yeah, yeah. Although it would be cool if we pressed it on 8-track. I was pushing for that. I actually have an 8-track player, and I'm like, if we press it on 8-track, I guarantee we'd have the number one 8-track selling 8-track in the world, and that would be cool. I love that idea for the simple <laughs> fact, you know, cassettes are back now. Somebody yeah. needs to take that leap and... Uh, you know, actually, I, I shouldn't take credit for that. Cheap Trick did that with their last album. They released it on 8-track, and they had the number... They were like, oh, we have the number one record, and they had, of course, the number one 8-track in the world. Did they really? They did, yeah. It's hard to come by. It was a limited run, but... Uh, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I do have an 8-track player, because I'm a big Kiss collector, so I have every Kiss record on every format, including 8-track, and um, they sound terrible. Do they? Yeah, 8-track, they don't sound good. I uh, have very vague recollections of 8-tracks. Uh, when I was a kid, we had an RV with an 8-track player, and uh, my dad had quite the 8-track collection... But I kind of think a lot of music just sounded terrible via radio those days. So yeah. I didn't know. That's, that's... Um, I really want to look into that cheap trick thing. Uh, they were the first live right. band I ever saw. Oh, man. They're, they're a huge influence, um, specifically on me. I mean, I'm a big Rick Nielsen fan. If you've ever seen us live, you'll definitely know what I mean by that. So uh, one thing I do like to ask. Oh, no, real quick. One cool thing you guys did release for this album were shoes. And I yeah. have to know, how did that come about? So I'd like to be all cool and be like, we got a van sponsorship. Um, but no, you could just make your own shoes on vans. That's about it. <laughs> I kind of figured that was the answer, but yeah. I'd hope differently. I, me too, but uh, we you can make your own shoes on vans. And our drummer, Ryan, who also um, produced the record, was like, hey, wouldn't this be cool? And I'm like, yeah, that'd be totally cool. I wonder what the reception would be. And so far, a lot of people have bought them, and um, that's pretty neat. I don't have a pair yet, um, so I, and, but my birthday's coming up, so I'm hoping somebody gets them for me. Take note, listeners. I, uh, yeah, my birthday is, is Monday, September 24th. I wear a size 12, just in case anybody's wondering. 
uh, I was really tempted by them. Just I thought it was a cool collectible thing to have. Yeah. But I am one terrible. Uh, I collect way too much nonsense as it is. Uh, I don't have the space. Two, yeah, I hear you. Uh, with shoes, especially. The last time I bought pairs of Vans, I got just generic, like, black pair to wear, and I bought some crazy, like, neon orange-colored ones. Mm-hmm. And then never wore the orange ones for about five years until the black ones were destroyed and reluctantly wore them. And now they got instantly ruined uh, the first time it rained. And it just broke my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like with those... I would buy them and they would just sit in a box. And that what what's the point? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I always get buy- overly I get overly ambitious with shoes too. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna buy this pair because they're so cool. And then I just always go back to wearing the pair I had anyway. Yep. <clears throat> Same. Um, oh no, I forgot what my original question was before I got excited about shoes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, it's okay. Oh, nope, I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing I like to ask, especially fairly newer bands, what made you guys want to play ska? It's like a big of a fan of the genre I am and have been for years. It still perplexes me a little because it's not, well, now it is, but it wasn't for a long time really a, a marketable, bankable thing. So, yeah. Yeah. So if, you, if, if we have some time, I could tell my life story and how I got into the band. And I think that will kind of explain everything. So yeah. I am uh, I got into the ska scene in the early 2000s, right around the late 90s, like 2000 or so when I was um, in middle school. And I, somebody t- took me to a kind of a, a ska and punk show. And I really like uh, gravitated towards the ska bands because I'm like, oh, look at this. These are people that are like me and it's quirky and kind of weird and fun and high energy and that's exactly like how I am and it really helped me find my identity and I I made just so many friends through that and I was at the time a a guitar player and I'm like I'm gonna be a guitar player in like a a rock band and then I kind of found ska and I was like oh this is really neat and uh trying to start bands after that loving ska so much and getting into the local scene trying to start bands and there was a thousand guitar players so I was like huh I'll pick up something else I'll play a horn and uh, trumpet's really hard, so I started playing saxophone, um, and that's how I got into it. And then I just started playing in a, a bunch of bands around Jersey, basically for all the 2000s. And then I got out of it for a little bit because, you know, life sometimes gets in the way, and I was working a lot and schooling and all that other stuff. So um, just randomly one day, I was like, you know what, I want to get back into ska uh, and play, just playing in general. I needed a new saxophone, so I went on Craigslist and was looking for saxophones to buy because I was just going to pick it up. I hadn't played in a couple years. And I saw that there's this band Backyard Superheroes was just starting up. They hadn't done anything yet. They were like, hey, we're a band. We're starting to put together our members. We're looking for some horn players. And like I said, I haven't played in a band for a couple years. So I'm like, oh, that that sounds kind of cool. I can jump into that. So their first band practice was was my first band practice with them. And uh, found some kindred spirits, some other people who are into ska and just as, as fun and kind of quirky as me. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is rad. And uh, the, the, the band name was, was originally something else. I think the Snowball Effect. And then it was changed to Backyard Superheroes at the first practice. And I'm like, yeah, and then we're going to do like an Aquabats type of a vibe. We're all going to have characters and costumes and stuff. And uh, that stuck for one show. And then it did not stick after that. 
But um, but yeah, that's kind of how we we got into it. And we started in 2012. You know, Scott's seeing kind of a renaissance right now. But back then, there was nobody playing Scott. We played with no other Scott bands for a couple years. Hey, sticking it out seems to be paying off because it's crazy to me. I think the Interrupters cracked the top 10 this week. Uh, yeah, I saw that. That's wild, man. Which, yeah, I, it's it's real weird as somebody's been pretty much a diehard fan from the first, I think the first Scott band I really heard was Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it's just, I don't know. I, I remember, so I I got into Scott during the boom, the 90s Scott boom. Uh, and I remember walking to a uh, Camelot Music, which is obviously no longer around. And a friend of mine would be like, I want to check out the ska section. I was like, what's ska? And that was the start of it. And everyone else got bored in like six months. <laughs> and here I am, like 23 years later, just babbling about ska every week. But uh, I do want to ask, since I just did a show uh, about New Jersey bands mm-hmm. in the day, are there any bands I might know you from? Um, I played in Inspector Seven. Oh, <laughs> never heard of them. Uh, I think you might know them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm familiar. Yeah, that, yeah, that's pretty much the big New Jersey ska band, right? That's I, so I that's... played with them a couple of years ago. I was their tenor sax player, which is which is crazy because I grew up. They were kind of my local heroes. I loved Inspector Seven, so being able to play. Right. In Inspector Seven and playing all those songs, Scoot, uh, their saxophone player is his name is Scoochie, their original one, and uh, he was one of my biggest influences. So being able to play his music was like this is awesome. But of of note, no, that's pretty much the only band of note. I was in a lot of other bad bands with bad ska pun names and reggae bands and, and that type of stuff. So um, not not particularly. <laughs> what where do you fall on the ska pun spectrum? I for the most part dislike it, but I also recognize it as just being such a a built-in part of the genre um i love all ska like i I, everything from trad to uh you know two-tone third wave ska punk i'm really more of like you know i'm really in the third wave wheelhouse i love love it uh that's probably my favorite style of, of, of music in general i mean my favorite bands are all third wave bands so I like it all, but um, yeah, I lean definitely in, in hard into third wave. But it's all cool. That's the cool thing about Skaz. Like, you can just like whatever you want, you know? I truly believe it is one of the most just versatile genres there is. And that there is something for everyone. Uh, which, for me, I have a lot of a lot of my friends just don't care for Skaz at all and constantly give me shit about how it all sounds the same. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, listen. And they just don't get it. A few do. Uh. Yeah. The thing is, man, and I'm, I know you know this too, is like you get to a certain point in your life, it's like, who cares, right? I like what I like and like what you like and that's perfect. Exactly. I mean, that's how you've got to be. Don't get really fine. But yeah. Um, you there? I'm here. Oh, okay, sorry. I lost you for a second. Okay. I thought I pissed you off and you hung up. You're like, oh, he likes third wave. Done. How dare you? No, like I, I love third wave. It's something I've drifted away from a little bit, but also there was a long time where nobody was really doing it, or at least doing mm-hmm. it well. 
like I'm all about this third wave revival going on. So, I mean, there's you guys. Uh, I don't know if you listen to the B Sharps at all. Oh, I dig. I, I, I listen to all Scott music. Pretty much 99% of everything I listen to is Scott, and then the other 0.1% is Kiss. So yeah, I'm totally uh, <laughs> totally on board with what. Yeah, the B Sharps. I think they're in Cali. They're rad. They just put out a new record. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, and it's this year. I, I don't know what it is. I hope it's not a passing craze, but it's been. I honestly think the best year for new ska music that I can remember. Obviously, a lot of stuff from like the early '90s is very muddled in my memory, early to late '90s. But it's just ridiculous the quality of everything. And for you guys sure. Are to it. Yeah, there's been some great releases this year. Um, even some under the radar ones. I don't know if you've heard the new album by um, Something to Do. I love that band. Oh yeah, no, I know Something to Do very well. They're uh, yeah, just about an hour north of here. Uh, so very familiar. Oh, okay, perfect. So. I- yeah, they put out a great record. Um, of course, you know, you have like the Boss Tones and Interrupters and they put out records, but what, what's the one I've been digging on a lot lately? Out of DC, the band 13 Towers, they just put out a new a new EP, which is super fun. I really love it. I am a little ashamed to say I haven't checked out the full EP yet. I've had so mm-hmm. much on my plate. Uh, I, I played their single, cause they, which they sent to me. I was like, yeah, I'll get this. I downloaded it. I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh because life stuff and other commitments I've wanted to do. But I need to get to that. But like, super digging the Hemp Steadies album. My favorite release this year by far. Uh, otherwise, like, UK Scott scene is crazy right now. Call me Malcolm, Pope's of Chili Town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just... It's nuts. I know we have, um, we are the unions putting out a new record that got a lot of attention. Um, I donated to the Kickstarter for Hooray for Our Side. I love that band too. Um, I, I want my, actually, I think my, my current favorite ska band out right now, well, it's two. I love the Holophonics and they're really good friends of mine. I dig them a lot. They put out a good record. And then um, Half Past Two, I freaking love Half Past Two. And they're, hopefully they're putting out some new stuff soon. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this first. Okay. So a lot of the bands just ne- mentioned, one Hemp Cities, Half Past Two, Holophonics. Honestly, all three of those, totally ripped them off. Uh, like the first time I heard them, Holophonics was like, oh, they're a jokey cover band. Yeah. Which I love some of their cover albums. Their Jimmy Eat World Clarity cover mm-hmm. is amazing. Uh. But their like first actual proper album, like this is all super tongue and cheeky joke stuff. Yeah, Phantom Arrival, you're right, fantastic album, uh, love it. Like I said, Hempsteadies, I think have the best album of the year, and Half Past Two, uh, Camp Slush Town is phenomenal. Uh, oh yeah, Master and Karate was great. They're teasing new stuff right now, which I'm really excited about. Another singer just had a baby, so mm-hmm. that's my mind. <laughs> She's like, "All right, back in it right now." But no, yeah, there is so much good stuff going on. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a great time to to love this style of music because there's so much good music out there right now, and it's and it's so supportive too. Like the scene, we all know each other, even if we're across the country. Everyone supports each other's bands and promotes each other, and 
it's all super positive, which is awesome. Absolutely. 100% agree about that. It When I started doing this show, I actually expected people to backlash a little bit for some reason. Uh, it's like, you can't do that. We don't know you. And just, I think episode two, I had people emailing me stuff and it was just crazy. And I, <laughs> just, like I said, I've been going to Scott shows for almost 25 years, long time. And uh, I always kept to the back. So I'm like, I'm going to get involved in some way. I never did. And finally do all these years later. And it's, it's wild. I could keep, I, I could keep naming bands that I like if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on for a long time. <laughs> no, like I, I could too. Uh, you kind of answered all my questions. I, I had planned without me asking them, which is really oh. cool. I should tell you that uh, my my day job involves interviewing people professionally, so um, maybe I have a sixth sense about it. No. <laughs> uh, you're clearly very good at it. So yeah, the um, playing saxophone in a ska band is not paying the bills full time. So <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that be the case. Maybe we'll get there another year. <laughs> it, it's you know what it's fun to, even whatever level we're at we we've talked about it like obviously you're like could we could we go full time and play this and the answer is probably no but it's it's still fun because we, we're build we're building a really good scene here in jersey and even nationally scott's just kind of blowing up a little bit again underground and it's it's just so much fun to to get out there and play and i'm not going to toot our own horn pun sort of intended but like Get out and, and see us. We are. I'll put our live act against anybody. We're we're just super fun and we have a good time. And that's kind of like why I wanted to join this band, particularly. You know, I always wanted to to be in a band, be in a band that I wanted to see. And sometimes I wasn't seeing that band. You know, super high energy ska band back in like two thousand and one, two thousand two just didn't exist. So when I finally got the chance to be in one, I said, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it." So. Um, I, I guess the moral of this long-winded story is it's really fun to be in a ska band. So all you kids, you should just go out and start ska bands and then we could have more ska bands. Yeah. Plus you get, you automatically get like nine new friends from it. So (laughs) (laughs) it is a great way to make friends quick. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I think that's probably the perfect place to close this out. Uh, (laughs) It's like, I honestly could, talk forever just about stuff i'm into and memories of shows and whatnot but there's only i think people's patience for listening to uh two people ramble back and forth somewhat limited yeah we can nerd out about scott probably for a while hey that that, if this if this is well received maybe that could be a, a bonus episode or we'll have to do a sequel yeah no i'm totally down uh i definitely something i want to do is uh get something of a <laughs> i know like pocket energy does their scoskers or what oscars whatever mm-hmm. they call it i would totally like just get like a consortment of people an actual voting body uh and have like an end of the year discussion about 2018 ska scene you should do it man like a, a talk talk the ska awards or something like that dude yeah, if you do it no. we'll support it so many people will go out there and support it and you'll get a good turnout as long as we're nominated for best everything yeah yep <laughs> then i'm on board that'll be an award best everything <laughs> best everything gary from backyard superheroes 
was nominated for Sexiest Man in Ska, by the way. Really? That's a thing. It's a website. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't know what the actual website is, but yeah, there's maybe it's like a Reddit or something. But Sexiest Man in Ska, I was nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who who won? Do you remember him? You know, I don't even think there's winners. I think it's just people put their oh, okay. up there. I think we're all winners. If Everyone's you get nominated involved. for that, I think you're a winner, right? Yeah. <laughs> I assumed it was like Roger from Less Than Jake or just something super rigged. Uh, I, I I think he probably would win. I mean, his dreadlocks are irresistible. They are. They are fantastic. <laughs> uh, me and my sister had a discussion about whether we would recognize Roger on the street or not. And I don't know how it came about. We were, it was when we were at a wedding like two weeks ago and we mm-hmm. started talking about Roger from Less Than Jake. I don't know why at all. They didn't play Less Than Jake. We hadn't been listening to them. Just, he's always on our minds. <laughs> uh, yeah. But look, I mean, Scott can, Scott can bring people together. And I think that's the moral of our story today. And I, I do want to, tomorrow is my um, one year wedding anniversary to my wife. And I met my wife through this band, actually. She came to one of our shows because she was friends with, with our guitar player. So um, if I didn't play ska, I wouldn't be married right now, or at least not married to my wife. So I guess that's a really good moral of the story, right? It was, a, it was actually, here's a funny story. Sorry, we're rambling a little bit. It was that we were playing at a hot dog eating contest, and I was in the hot dog eating contest. And so I tell everybody we met at a ska show slash hot dog eating contest. Was it the ska show or your hot dog eating abilities that really impressed her? Well, I cheated in the hot dog eating contest, so I hope that's not what she was attracted to. <laughs> Hey, you do whatever it takes to win. What's not attractive about that? Have you ever been in a hot dog eating contest? They're horrible. No, uh, no. I think we might have done one amongst friends where we just got like four packs of hot dogs. See who them the quickest. And yeah, uh, I think most got through like three. Just like, no, no more. Yeah, hot dogs are good. But when you try to eat them really quickly, it's terrible. It's the worst. That's, I think, true of pretty much any food. Now we're really off track, uh, which is fun. This is the Scon Food Podcast. This is, yeah, <laughs> two things everyone loves: Scon yeah. foods. Now, now I want to know: Did you have to eat the bun, or is it just the hot dog in this country? It was both. Yeah, it was both. It oh, was the, no. and they had like the cups of water, and it was five minutes, right? So we had five minutes to eat as many hot dogs as we could. I literally only ate one and a half, and then what I was doing was. When people weren't looking, I was taking my hot dogs off my plate and putting them on their plate. <laughs> <laughs> the most brazen form of cheating. I mean, it was, like, really obvious that I was doing that. Like, I think they even noticed, too. I think, like, our bass player, Greg, um, he was in the hot dog eating contest, too. And he might have won or, like, come in, came in second place. But I definitely lost the most because I ate one and a half hot dogs. Yeah. And I don't think I ate a hot dog for, like, a year after that. Because when you eat a hot dog that quickly, you know that, that hot dog taste just gets, like, stuck in your mouth. It was horrible. Yeah, you know, the, I think, natural flavors of the hot dogs, uh, especially just, like, generic, like, Oscar Mayer hot dogs, aren't great in and of themselves, <laughs> typically. They need the, the condiments. That was the other thing. There was no condiments, so that's just so, meat and bread. I don't know. That's that's not a good. You need condiments. That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's someone made the hot dog. Said no, thank you. Spilled some some tomato on it. It's like yeah, oh, okay. We can do this. 
yeah, this is Talk the Sky on Hot Dogs. Get me from Backyard Superheroes. Uh. <laughs> no, this has been great. Uh, anything else you want to mention real quick? Where can they find your album, Gary? So it's going to be available everywhere. Um, iTunes, Amazon, Spotify. What else do people use to listen to music? All that stuff. Um, on Bandcamp, you can pre-order it right now. Uh, Backyard Superheroes dot com or dot bandcamp dot com and once you pre- if you pre-order it there's a um you get she's got to go which is our first single um you get that immediate download um you can get it uh, a physical copy you can order that through our our website backyardsuperheroes.com or backyardsuperheroes.bigcartel.com um so yeah we're, we're all, all over the place we're pretty active on instagram and like releasing something new to the world and it's super exciting all right well, everybody, check out uh, Never Go Up, Never Surrender by the Backyard Superheroes. Thank you so much. Uh, this was a blast. We should do this again. I'm adding you to the board of uh, Talk the Ska, your interview rewards, whatever. Okay, yeah, best of okay. best everything, me. Yeah, I best got of it, everything, yeah. Gary. Oh, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're on the ballot. <laughs> Thank but, you. Uh, you're also a judge, so. Okay. Thanks. Well, I'm gonna vote for my. I'm gonna vote for myself. If I'll be honest. Bold move, but. Uh, <laughs> We, we already established yeah, that. I need it. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you.